What's up, maniacs? My name is Sky Menhart, and you're listening to Manic State of Mind, an erratic podcast hosted by an erratic person who has erratic mania and depression, manic depression, people. It's a real thing, and it's really... Honestly, it's so much fun. Like they tell you, you know, they don't talk about how much fun it is to have bipolar disorder. But when you're feeling good, boy, you're feeling great. You're feeling perfect. You're feeling on top of the world. And I had four shots of espresso today. So I'm feeling pretty good, baby. I'm feeling pretty nice. I'm feeling pretty, I'm feeling right as rain. Today's episode is a listener request from Sushi Pie on Instagram. Thank you for DMing me. Um, <clears throat> This person requested me to talk about the God complex and the spiritual aspect of mania. And so if you guys have any requests, please DM me. Thank you for DMing me, Sushi Pie. I love, we've been DMing, you've been giving me ideas. I really appreciate it. Um, so I wanted to talk about the God complex. Now, I accidentally deleted my Kanye West episode, and I accidentally deleted the Julia Fox and Kanye West episode, and I would love to re-upload them. It'll happen later, so I'm sorry if you like those or if you subscribe because of those. I will be reposting them again um, sometime in the future. But anyway, so the go- the reason I say that is because we're talking about the God complex today. And I think a great example and a great way to start that off is by looking at Kanye West, who is, you know, he has bipolar disorder. He's famous for it. I just want to mention him because he has talked about, you know, being God, being a God. Um, and we've heard that from him before. And he's famously unmedicated, right? Untreated. So... <laughs> We can see what it's really like, what bipolar disorder is really like without medication when we look at Kanye, and it's very interesting. But I just wanted to mention that from the beginning in case you're saying, you know, where where does this come from? You know, if you don't have bipolar and you don't know about the God complex, baby, look at Kanye West for an example. Now, I and Sushi Pie said they had a spiritual experience when they were manic, um, and I wanted to talk about my experiences with that because so I don't know if I've necessarily had the god complex I don't know if I felt like a god when I was manic however I felt on a high level I remember the last time I was manic when I was in Jacksonville Florida which is you know a great place to be manic um I remember whenever I was having the early phases of mania I was walking down the street and I just felt like I was having an enlightened experience. I felt like I was reaching total enlightenment and I was having a spiritual awakening and everything was coming into alignment and I was at one with the universe. And I did feel a spiritual presence. I felt I felt like I was at one with the God energy. So I guess that is the God complex. Um, and it was really beautiful and uplifting. And actually, after my manic episode, I did have a huge spiritual awakening and that's when I got into all the... Uh, spiritual stuff, the new age stuff. I got into witchcraft. I got into tarot cards and psychics and energy and meditation and hypnosis and all this. And that really stuck with me. That has not gone away. I've stuck with that with my spiritual path ever since I had that manic episode and I had that spiritual experience. And it was really uplifting. But I wanted to talk about a little bit why this might happen and what it feels like because 
I know I've gone into the dark side of mania. I think I've talked about the dark side of mania on <laughs> on this podcast before, but I never I I don't know. I and I, I don't know if I've talked about the fun parts. I'm sure I have briefly, but that whole feeling like you are an all-powerful being that you get when you're manic is really something really cool. Now, like I said, I had a spiritual awakening. So I do actually believe I am a god at this point. And it's not a mania thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's like a spiritual belief that we are all gods and we are all creators and we are creating reality and we are a piece of source energy that has come to experience life on earth. This is just what I believe. So we reincarnate to get more experiences and then we bring those experiences back to source and then we become one with source energy and we're, we are gods. We are all a piece of that divine energy. So that's what I believe. Now, when I was manic last time, I didn't have those beliefs. I was brought up in a very strict religious Seventh-day Adventist home, which is uh, like an offshoot of Christianity, offshoot of Protestantism. I don't know how to say it. Um, very, very conservative. And so I had rigid beliefs about God, about, uh, life, about life after death. And when I was manic, I remember the night, you know, the night it all started. I had, I'd been staying up late. I hadn't been sleeping. You know, that's a big sign of mania. A big trigger is not sleeping, right? And that's my biggest trigger in my life for me. I don't know what y'all's are. If you want to DM me and let me know what your huge triggers are, I would love to hear it because I wonder if people have different triggers than me. I'm sure they do, right? But sleep plays a very big part in my in my mood and in my experience. And so I hadn't been sleeping for a few days. I had been off my medication for a long time, for a few months. And I actually had just met with my psychiatrist and he took me off of all my meds, which was interesting. Um, so I'd been off my meds for a while and he said, he, you know, I am a good, I'm a good actor and I'm a good showman and I'm a good performer and I can put on a show for my psychiatrist and I can pretend like I'm stable and convince uh, my psychiatrist that I'm stable, even though I'm not. And I wasn't in therapy at the time either. Um, so I had, I had, you know, I had acted stable and normal and I had, I had been stable for a while, even though I was off medication, I had been sleeping fine. You know, I'd been doing well. I was smoking a lot of weed and that was kind of what was helping me sleep. Um, but then it stopped working as it sometimes does. And I started to begin experiencing symptoms of mania, like not sleeping. And then I actually had a seizure, and the night before I had a seizure, I remember I was laying in bed and I was trying to chill out. So I was listening to Ariana Grande. It was 2019 and God is a woman had come out and I was listening to it. And I suddenly started to like really Ariana Grande, honestly, music, music in general always plays a big part in my manic episodes. Um, I always hear music the whole time I'm manic I, and I'm psychotic. I always hear whatever songs I've been listening to the most recently in my head. So that's interesting. But I remember I was listening to, to God is a woman and I started to really believe, oh my God, what if God is a woman? That would make so much sense because the world is so crazy and complicated and only a woman could come up with this shit. And I started to really feel this goddess energy. And 
you know, it's hard for me now that I now that I look back and I've had a spiritual awakening, it's hard for me to decipher what was mania and what was the spirituality and what was the awakening, you know? And I think there is such a fine line between madness and spirituality <laughs> and mania and spirituality. I think there's a fine line and I'm treading that line every day, but I had no clue what was going on at the time. And so I started to feel like, whoa, God is a woman and I am a woman and I am God and I am divine. And it was that moment. And I want to, that feeling is extremely empowering. And the tricky thing about mania is in the beginning, you feel good. You feel, it is like everything is coming into alignment and your life is perfect and you finally have found peace it's like you finally found happiness. You finally found everything you've been searching for. It's like the, it's literally, it feels like destiny is coming in and, and it's the best thing. And it's like this incredible, overwhelming sensation in the beginning. I think that's why it's tricky to a lot of people because it starts off that way. And you can really get lost in that and think, oh my, and get carried away with it and think, wow, well, this is my life now. My life is perfect. I've reached a state of perfection. I've reached a godlike existence where I am in control, you know, and it feels really, really good. And it's really empowering and beautiful. And I think a lot of people have spiritual experiences when they're manic. Um, I think that's a very common thing. It's almost like I think some people and some people have it when they when they're depressed too when they overdose they might have a near death experience that brings them to a higher place or they experience something really magical and spiritual that changes their life forever and I think for me my last manic episode was when that happened and I don't know you know I've had spiritual experiences before when manic the first time I was manic, I remember I was actually at the beach with my family on vacation. And I remember it was I wasn't sleeping. I was up all night. I'd been up for two nights, I believe. And I went out onto the beach and it was sunrise and the, the sky was pink and purple and blue. And the ocean was this beautiful pink and purple color. And I had this feeling like, and I was still Christian at that time. So I had this feeling like, oh, God made this sunrise just for me. And like, this is the most beautiful beginning to this beautiful chapter in my life. And during my first manic episode, I had no idea what was going on. So I wasn't aware enough to know that it was mania. And in my last manic episode, because I was off medication, it was a lot easier for me to get lost in the delusion of mania because it is a delusion, right? That doesn't mean that the spiritual experiences you have while manic aren't meaningful. Um, I think you can always, and I've always, I've always learned so many lessons from manic episodes. At the end, I always I always come out a better person. I always come out trying to improve myself, trying to be better. So I don't think it's always a negative experience, even though, you know, it is negative, but it's also positive. It's both, which is literally the definition of bipolar, right? Um, you have the polarities, polarities in life and polarities within your moods and polarities within your experiences. That's the whole thing. So it's really interesting, and I love the dichotomy of it all. But 
in my last manic episode, like I said, I remember walking down the street and I and I started to feel this wonderful grand sense of um, existence, like I was at the pinnacle of existence and I was coming into enlightenment. And part of that was actually happening and part of it was the mania, you know, causing me to have delusion. And... <clears throat> Some of this, and I know everybody experiences this in different ways, like some people think they're famous when they're manic or that they're going to be this big star. I've had that happen in my experiences. When I was first uh when I was first experiencing mania, oftentimes I would think I was become going to become famous overnight for some reason while I was manic, and that was one of the delusions I had. And I think we can see with Kanye West, this god complex is very common. And I'm curious to know if that sticks around for people after the fact or if it's something that goes away. Because of my spiritual beliefs, you know, I do believe I'm a divine being, but it's not in a, I don't believe that it makes me better than anybody else, that I'm superior to anybody else, or that I have any sort of special powers that other people don't have. Like now that I'm medicated, I don't feel that way at all. I just feel like I'm a normal person having a human experience, or I'm a divine being having a human experience, and everybody else is too. So I'm just like everybody else. It's not a big deal. But mania can give you this inflated sense of self-importance. I think Kanye West is a great example of this. I mean, look how egotistical this man can be. Now, I don't want people to assume that just because he has bipolar, you know, his bipolar disorder is making him a narcissist and make, making him full of himself because I can tell you not every person with bipolar disorder is a narcissist. I know that for sure. And not every person with bipolar disorder is that egotistical, especially if they're getting treated, right? I mean, Kanye West is the great example of someone who is untreated and we can see that his existence is, I mean, I'm not saying, I don't want to speak about his existence, but he's not, he can't be happy. I know, I know that's not a fun life to live because I've been there. I've been unmedicated with bipolar and it only can go well for so long until you hit a wall and you become manic or depressed and then suddenly your life is out of control and it's not fun anymore and you're living in pain, you know? And it's very interesting. I'm going to keep talking about Kanye for a minute because, you know, we re I don't know if any of you have looked at his Instagram lately. Um, I think I posted about it. I'm not sure if I posted on my podcast page or my personal, but his Instagram feed, you know, when he was posting all these screenshots of texts between him and Pete Davidson and screenshots of memes and like this craziness literally looked exactly like my feed when I'm manic. I'm not kidding you. And a part of me uh, was extremely validated by it. I said, wow, it, it is so nice to see Kanye have a public manic episode because the last manic episode I had was very public on Instagram. I was posting all the time and it was awful. And I said to myself, when I saw Kanye's page, I said, damn, that looks exactly like my page when I'm manic and I feel so validated. And it's like, Kanye, you're doing good for the brand. You're doing bad for the brand. I don't know what to think of you, but I think you're destigmatizing every step of the way. And either way, I'm happy for you. I mean, I'm not happy for him, but I'm I'm supportive. You know, I just want Kanye to be happy. <laughs> and I know he's, yeah, anyway, I know whatever I want doesn't matter, but <clears throat> it's it's just an example that I'm trying to use. Um, 
So we can see how out of control the mania gets. And the and mania is such a deceptive, it's like a drug. It's very deceptive, you know? Um, I know when I was first diagnosed, I would try to become manic because it felt so good. I would always want to be hypomanic. I would stay up for a week just to get that hypomanic rush. But then it would lead to me becoming actually manic and then I would have to be hospitalized. So it's a very dangerous game to play. And the delusion that comes with mania is so deceptive and harmful because when you're manic, you really do think, oh, the world is at my fingertip, or I don't know if that's even a phrase, the world is at my fingertips, the world is at my feet, I don't know what it means, but like I'm on top of the world, everything is working out perfectly, everything is perfect, everything is coming into alignment, this delusion is all in your head, and what other people are seeing is not the same. And I'm going to use Kanye as an example again. I mean, he probably thought he was doing the right thing by posting all these crazy erratic posts. But to everybody looking on, it's like, whoa, Kanye is not in a good place. Uh, But for him, he's thinking he's doing the best he can to keep his family together, right? That's what he's saying on all these Instagrams. And now they're all deleted. So, uh, you know, you can't look at them now. But I think I took a screenshot. Um, But... It's interesting to think about. And I wonder I wonder if some of Kanye's persona, most of it is driven by the mania and what is him and what is the mania, you know, what is the bipolar. And that's the hard part to decipher. I think when you're stable, when you're taking your medication um, and when you're being responsible, when you're going to therapy, when you're taking care of your mental health, You have a different perspective than when you're manic. The mania really, and it's interesting. And I want to know what your experience, y'all's experience is. Because when I'm manic, most of the time, I know that, not in the beginning, but after I had been manic a, a few times, I knew that I was manic when I was manic. So I was aware that I was manic, but I couldn't do anything to control myself. And it was very painful because... I was having this self-awareness, yet I was out of control. That's why it's such an unfun feeling. And that's why I feel bad for Kanye, because I can tell it's not fun to be in that place. I know that for a fact. And you, you feel so out of control. Your emotions are so intense. I experience rapid cycling when I'm manic, which means I'm having depression and suicidal thoughts one second and then the next I have an inflated sense of self I'm on top of the world I'm having grandiose thoughts and feelings I think oh I'm gonna be famous I'm gonna be uh, you know whatever I always think somebody is coming to rescue me there's a prince charming there's a soulmate coming to rescue me from my problems and all my problems are gonna go away that's my experience right um and so I wonder what other people's experiences are And then it's like, whenever you're stable, when you look back on your manic episode, what is real and what is a delusion? You really have to look through and kind of figure out what's real for you and what pieces you're going to take with you when you move forward. I think the inflated sense of self, the God complex, and I'm using Kanye as an example again, because I think he's an example of how it can go wrong. But then there's examples where you have a positive spiritual experience while you're manic like I did and like Sushi Pie did from what I read in the DM where you have this 
uplifting experience that kind of heals a piece of you or or brings you a good memory when you look back on it. And so I think it's all about taking what resonates with you and leaving the rest, right? That's what I always hear in the spiritual community. When I listen to a channeled teaching, the person who's channeling will always say, take what resonates, leave the rest, because it's not meant for you if you don't resonate with it, right? So I think we can take that approach with our mania and with our experiences. We can take the pieces that we want to keep, the positive pieces, and then we can leave the rest and say, you know what, that was delusion, that wasn't real. That was the mania. And I think it's all a matter of self-awareness. Um, and I really think it's interesting to talk about. So if you guys have any thoughts on it, please DM me. Let me know what you think. And I think there are pieces of mania you can take with you and and implement into your daily life in a positive way. If you are someone who, and I know a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people with bipolar are like this. Uh, I know I am. If I get going on a kick, whether it be a creative kick, a health kick, um, whatever it may be, uh, any, any positive activity, I can really dedicate and devote myself to it 100% and really get completely immersed in it. I think that is something that comes along with having bipolar disorder or even with having ADHD, or even I could dare say OCD could be this way too. And this is something you can use to your advantage by taking the seemingly negative qualities of your disorder and using them to your advantage, you can really improve your life. Like if you're, if you're an obsessive person, if, I mean, not that you're an obsessive person, I don't want to label someone as an obsessive person. If you have obsessive if obsessive tendencies, why not get obsessed with a hobby or an activity that is helpful and uplifting to you? Devote your energy to something positive and uplifting that's going to help you in the long run, like exercising, for example, or writing or um, an activity where you're helping somebody else. Something like that. We need to be able to take these traits of mania, depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, and use them to our advantage and try to find the positive aspect out of them because mania is so elusive and complex and complicated and there's so many aspects to it there's negative and positive aspects to it so and and for some people i know when they become manic they black out and they don't remember anything so i would love to hear your experiences whether you black out or whether you remember everything i remember everything i think there's good and bad to that um some of it is like wow i wish i could forget the trauma and other parts of it are you know well at least i can share my experience and talk about what it feels like to be manic because i remember everything so I'm curious to know what other people experience um, and if you have experiences with the God complex or not. And this can be a positive thing, like I said, you know, because I, I did have that spiritual awakening while manic and it really changed my life for the better and it opened my mind and it 
And now I'm living such a happy, healthy life. I feel so good. I'm taking care of myself. I've been taking my medication. And after I had that manic episode, I was put on the right medication, you know, the best medication that I've been on ever. And I've been taking it consistently and I've been having consistent good results and consistent good feelings and consistent happiness, you know, and consistent security and control of myself. So I think there's always lessons we can learn from our experiences, from our mania, from our depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, even though in the moment it may feel a different way, but there's always something to be learned from these experiences, right? And it's important. And if you are someone who remembers your mania, even though I know some of the memories might be painful because a lot of times manic episodes happen due to trauma or they're, they bring about trauma. I know mine caused me to, my mania has caused me to act out in ways that create trauma for myself and for others, right? And so it can be very difficult to think about these things. And I know there's such a shame that we experience when we are at the end of mania. For me, this happened in my last manic episode when I had to go on Instagram and delete all of my posts. And then you have to go apologize to all of these people who you've offended. And then you have to feel that guilt and that shame for for being erratic and for having a manic episode and it's difficult to deal with and the embarrassment that you deal with is so difficult and I wish I could tell you how to deal with it in the best way. Um, I know for me the, the thing that has helped me the most is just time, the time passing and I've had such an interesting experience because the last time I was manic, I was in a relationship. I, I'd been in a long-term relationship and the relationship ended due to my mania and due to other things that were going on, you know, that weren't, that were outside of my control. And for two years we were separated and, you know, I did major healing. I did major work on myself. Like I said, I had that spiritual awakening and that uh, brought me to a place where I was taking accountability for myself and where I finally took control of my life and started being responsible with my mental health and taking my meds and staying healthy, you know? And two years later, I got back with that person. And so I have, I lost all of those people that were in my life during that time because I ended that relationship and now all those people are back in my life. My relationship is so much better than it used to be. I mean, and the love I've had for this person has always been there. And it was there when we were together before. But now it is so much deeper because we are both healthier and happier together. And healthier and happier on our own. And we both took that time apart to grow and become better people. So I've experienced healing from that manic episode on all levels. I've had the chance to talk to my partner and we've forgiven each other. We've expressed our apology for each other for the way we treated each other. I've gotten the chance to go back to Jacksonville to heal my relationship with my partner's family, with, with all my friends that were connected to this person. And that has been 
an incredible experience and I don't think that always happens for everybody so I'm extremely lucky for that to have happened I don't know how I got so lucky (laughs) Um, but I wonder what other people's experiences are from that so I've experienced major healing in all areas because uh, I don't know why but I've experienced it uh, after that manic episode and that has done the most good just getting the chance to talk it out with my partner, explain what I went through, explain why things happened the way they did, get forgiven, um, expressing forgiveness to them, apologizing, all of it. And that apology could not happen right after I got out of the hospital. Because mania is not something that goes away in a week. You know, even if you get back on medication, It takes about a month or two for the medication to kick in and mania can last up to six months or even longer. Mine usually lasts about six months and I have trouble sleeping during that time and I have hypomania during that time even when I'm on the medication. And then it's followed by a period of depression, you know? So it's really interesting to think about, but I want to I want you to know, the reason I'm sharing this is because I want you to know there is so much healing that happens after mania. And even though if you're someone who's exper- who's just experienced a manic episode, maybe you just got out of the hospital and you're listening to this, or you've had a traumatic manic episode or a traumatic depression depressive episode and you're in the in the in the on the brunt I don't know what I'm trying to say on the brink of that trauma and you're really experiencing that trauma right now I want you to know that there is healing there is a path to redemption there is there is healing and it is so beautiful when that happens it's so uplifting it's so amazing to experience and I want to share that with you because I know there are some of you who are just experiencing the worst parts of your bipolar disorder right now or your mental illness, whatever it may be, if you don't have bipolar. And I want you to know there is healing. There is a way to heal. There is a way to move forward. And honestly, it's all about what you do with the time you have. Um, When I, my last manic episode, I took two years off of dating. I reinvented myself I started taking care of my body my mind my spirit and I really made better choices and I think the reason I'm having such happiness now is because I took accountability for myself and for my life and that is really the first step and once you do that things get put into perspective and it's all about what you do with the time you have and what steps you take towards healing and towards moving forward so that's what I wanted to share today and thank you sushi pie for the inspiration of this episode um if you all have any more requests please dm me I love getting I love dming with you guys because it's so fun I love talking to you and follow me on Instagram at Manic State of Mind Podcast. DM me on there. DM me on my personal account, sky.menhart, M-E-N-H-A-R-D-T is how you spell my last name. And thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, leave it a rating, leave it a review. Please, for God's sake, share it with someone. Tell someone you love. And I hope you're having a wonderful day. I will see you in the next episode.